All right, I'm live now, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Ray Infinity Show. This is episode number 70. I never expected to get to episode 70. I never even expected to get that far with this show. But here I am, a little over a year later. About It'll be about um, two years later in about six, six months or so, something along those lines. But yeah, been like... um. This has been a good, great ride right here. 70 episodes of the Rate Infinity Show podcast. Uh, like I said, I never thought I would make it to this. I'm thank God that I did. This has been some of the most fun stuff I've ever, I've done ever. Like I've made some friends. I, I talked to a lot of people that are here on the show now. So yeah. And like, this is going pretty good right here. Wait, 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 wait. Is that working? Yeah, I think it's working. Okay. Yeah. Sorry about that, guys. I think I had another audio problem right there. Um, I can't stop this right. Stop that right there. But yeah, like um, well, like I said, like this is something I never knew, thought I could ever achieve, but I am. But I've achieved it. It's something pretty good, great right here. And like, yeah, I I think I'm just I'm just glad that I've been able to give this. I've been given this opportunity to try this, and it's been going great. And, and when I mean great, I mean really, really great. Like um, I met Osiris, Carlos, Adam uh, through this while doing this. Um, I also met a couple other people, um, Bob Lyons and Mike Andriani. Andriani, I forgot that's how I say it, if you say this last name correctly. Uh, yeah, but I've had those guys on my show. I've been trying to get um Bob on. Um, I don't know when I'll be able to get him back on again, but he said he wants to eventually come back on. Yeah, yeah, but he has to find some time because he has a very busy schedule. <sighs> but yeah. This has been great. All right. But yeah, this episode really, we're going to be talking some politics, but it's also like going to be like a hang and chill out, like basically celebrating 70 episodes of, of the podcast. So, like, yeah, pretty soon. I'm already only 30 more episodes left till I get to episode 100. And that's going to be a pretty fun episode right there. That's going to be like a huge celebration episode. This one right here is going to be a, is a celebration and talk episode too. But episode 100, man, that is going to be a big episode. I, I can't wait to do that. It's going to be going to have some of the most fun <sighs> I've had in a long time. Long, long time. All right. All right. Let's get right into the let's get right into the topics right here now. Uh, give me one second. Bring this one up. Okay. <clears throat> All right. This is I, all these articles from today come from Breitbart. I love Breitbart. I think they're a great source and like they provide a lot of entertainment value too with it. So yeah, it's actually really fun right here. Now, just judging by the title, just judging by it, I think you guys can clearly tell what this is right here. Pretty, it's pretty obvious, at least in my view. So yeah, so yeah, mm -hmm. but yeah, here the title of this is pretty simple and obvious. Obama claims racism to suppress American opposition to Biden's deadly migration. We knew they, they were going to play the race card. And the fact that's coming from Obama is not really that surprising when you look at it. See, Obama was one of the was like he was one of probably the most influential president in modern era between him and Trump, but actually even more than Trump. So. Like he had so much influence, like he turned an entire generation against the country, really against their own country, against capitalism, turned them all to, towards socialism. Like it, it, it's scary when you look at it. 
and and part of the reason is is part of the migration immigration stance. Yeah, and like you see this photo right here, that you clearly see how funny and creepy that photo is right there. Just seeing them close, like together, like you, it's like um Obama's. It's all. It's not. I'm not saying it is, but it's almost like Obama sniffing Biden, just like Biden always sniffs a whole bunch of people. So it's pretty weird stuff at the end of the day. But yeah, all right. <clears throat> let's go. Let's get right into this. Americans oppose. Wait, wait. Mm-hmm. Americans oppose President. G- well, former. Well, I should call him. Former Vice President Joe Biden's lawless and wage-cutting mass migration because they are racist. Not because of their economic worries, according to former Bur- President Barack Obama. Hmm. Yeah, let's let's read what he's let's hear what he has to say. Right now, the biggest fuel behind the Republican agenda is related to immigration and the fear that somehow Americans America's character is going to be changed. If people of darker shades, there are too many of them here. Not true at all, buddy. Not true at all. We're, we're, we care about um, illegals coming here. Like A lot of them are human traffickers. A lot of them are rapists and murderers and even worse stuff. So, yeah, but you, haven't, but you have no problem with those people coming in, though. So, yeah, it's, yeah. <sighs> God. Obama told a meeting of Hispanic retailers, re- retailers on September 25th in San Diego, California. California of all places, of all places. Uh, hey, man, thanks for coming by. Thanks for showing up. This is episode number 70. This is really just a hangout and like um, a celebration episode. Never knew I would get to episode 70 right here. So, yeah, thanks for coming in, brother. <clears throat> Obama used his divide and rule claims of racism to hide the public opposition to migration's economic impact. According to his comments posted in a September 25th report by the San Diego Union Tribune. You see right here, what Obama and a lot of others are trying to do is they're trying to like, um, they're, they're trying to paint um, um, Republicans um, like they're all racist and stuff like that just for opposing illegal immigration. But here's the thing, though. The Democrats, they want illegal immigration for, for okay, I can't say those reasons, but like um, they're for just reasons. You guys know what I'm trying to say right there. I just, I'm not allowed to say it here on YouTube, but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I wish I wish I could be more enthusiastic about it, except they're not that subtle about it. They're just kind of saying Obama said you hear it on hard right media. You hear it from candidates and politicians. You hear it from like great replacement theory. And guess what? The great replacement theory is real. It's not just some conspiracy theory. It's true. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to bring in way more, way, way, a lot more people in just so they can get more electoral votes in like California and New York. That's their goal right here. Because when when the census is taken every decade, it, it doesn't go by um, legal citizens. It goes by just population density in each state. So guess what? With, with more people leaving California, New York, and they're bringing in more illegals in to fill the void, they're going to get more. They're gonna, there's going to be a higher population density, density, and they're going to get more electoral votes the next time that the, and the census happens. So it's pretty obvious what they're trying to do right there, at least in my opinion. I mean, this is not subtle. Unless we're able to return to a more inclusive vision, man, inclusive, inside the Republican Party, it's going to be hard to get a bill done. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Um, Clarence Thomas, uh, that he is one of the, the biggest Republicans of them all. Um, Ted Cruz, 
um, Marco Rubio, even though I'm not a huge Marco Rubio fan. So, yeah, like, um, well, what's his, what's the other guy's name? Um, Scott, uh, what's his name? Um, Scott, um, what's his, what's his name? The guy from the, who's the Senator from, um, from, um, South Carolina. I'm trying to figure out what his name is. Um, Scott, Scott, uh, what's his name? Can you let me know who he is? I'm, I forgot his, who his name is. Scott, um, uh, I'm trying to figure it out. Um, what's his name, man? Uh, Tim Scott, my mistake. Tim Scott, that's his name. Tim Scott. Tim Scott, he's a black man. So guess what? How is that? Is there anything wrong with this? Is he somehow not black? Well, like Biden said, if you have a problem with figuring out if you're for me or Trump, you ain't black. So by his definition, Clarence Thomas, Tim Scott, um, Ben Carson, Clarence Thomas, they're not black at all, at least to him. So, yeah. yeah. Obama also argued that public opposition to mass migration is more dangerous than government support for the nation-changing migration that has killed thousands of migrants and many more Americans. How is it racist? Is it, so, so it's racist to um, wanting people to come to the country legally? Guess what? I don't have a problem with people coming to the country. I have no problem whatsoever. I just have a problem with illegal immigration into this country. Guess what? I will, I have no problem with anyone coming in. As if you're a good person, just trying to um trying to get a better life, good. If you come in legally, no problem. But if you're trying to do it illegally by by sneaking into the country, just crossing the border without any without any process, I am opposed to that 100 100 percent. Yeah. When you have that kind of rhetoric floating around out there, we've seen in history that th that is dangerous rhetoric. It's dangerous wherever it appears, and it's dangerous here in the United States. How is it dangerous? Please um, explain to me how it's dangerous right here. I, I, I have not figured it out. Guess what? More, I want more people coming in. I just want them to come in legally. So, yeah. Like um, uh, this tweet um, comes from Gabby, Gabby Natal. Natal? Natel, I, I don't know if I'm saying that right. So yeah, but like um, this tweet says, "Thank you, Gary Shreb, Sh Gary, Gary Shreb." I I don't know if that's the right word for asking comprehensive immigration reform question during the POTUS 44 interview. Our immigration system is broken. We need this conversation to stay away from and center for the well-being of our community and country. Well, our immigration system is broken from the terms of um that's not being enforced. Because guess what? You're, it's illegal to enter this country illegally, but um, but it's not being enforced by the Biden administration. So, yeah. yeah. Mm -mm. Since January 2021, Biden and his pro-migration border chief have extracted roughly 3 million migrants from poor countries into the U.S. economy via the southern border, likely in violation of federal law. Not likely. It is in violation of federal law. It's what, if you want to come to this country legally, like if you want to uh, seek asylum, go to a port of entry, which could do it the legal way. Guess what? I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. And plus, it's much easier to do it and much safer at the same time. So you don't have, a, so there's a much lower risk of you or your children getting harmed. Yeah. They have also pulled more than 2 million legal immigrants, visa workers, and white collar illegals via airports. That massive government um, engineering migration has delivered at least one million one, one migrant for every two births since January 2021. Like you, like you said, I don't have a problem with more people coming in. 
but the illegals, they're the ones that are um, piling in by the masses. And it's not even close. They're the, like, I, I just, I just, I worry about the future of this country with all this illegal immigration that's coming into this country. It's not safe when you look at it, at least not to me. It's not. In 2013 and 14, Obama and Biden used claims of racism, here we go again with it, to stigmatize Americans' popular opposition to mass migration as they were trying to push the doomed Gang of Eight cheap labor bill through Congress. Most people are not opposed to immigration. The vast, vast majority of people aren't. The vast majority of people are opposed to illegal immigration. Get your facts right, Obama and Biden. But that indecentary um, smear is contracted by numerous polls, which show the public wants to welcome some immigration, but also declares deep and broad public opposition to labor migration and the inflow of temporarily contract workers into good jobs. U.S. grants needs to need to raise families. Yeah, but but like yeah, <clears throat> I. Like, but a lot of the illegals, when they come here, they do take a lot of people's jobs. And it's not just some South Park meme where, like, they took our jobs. No, it's not just a joke like that. It's actually something that actually happens. A lot of illegals, when they come here, they go, they take um below the below minimum wage to get jobs, which um hurts the economy and or the and and the citizens here is all uh, all over. Yeah. Okay. This third rail opposition is growing anti-establishment, and good thing it's growing anti-establishment. Multiracial, cross-sex, non-racist, cross-class-based, bipartisan, rational, persistent, and recognizes. Wow, that's a lot of big words right there. So, yeah. The solidarity that American citizens owe to one another. Yep, yep sorry about that. I'm a little tired right here. Yeah. For example, almost half of Hispanics, Blacks, and Asians believe Biden's global invite has created an invasion of migrants. And an invasion, that is something very, very subtle. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. I live in South South, um, California, and I concur it's out of hand. I'm a first-generation American whose family escaped from occupied Holland. Like man, I'm I'm glad you're here, man. Like I think you're a I'm pro, I'm from what I can tell, you're a good good person. Like I said, it's it's getting out of hand. Like our system can't um handle all this um illegal immigration. Now, if it was legal immigration, it'd be much easier to get people sent to where they need to go. But with all this illegal stuff, everyone's just piling up. You, it, it's out of hand. You can't um, um control it. You just can't control it whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah. <clears throat> says of July poll post by ISOS. The invasion view is mainstream. 58% of white Americans and 40% of Democrats say Biden's global invite is an invasion, according to a data released on August 19th by IPOS. And it, <coughs> and it is an invasion. Whether anyone says it or not, it is truly an invasion and is dangerous for this country. Public's opposition to mass migration is rational because migration imposes vast economic and civic burdens on ordinary Americans while it boosts wealthy and powerful Americans. Yeah, because like I just said, um, like the the, um, illegals, they'll take less money below the minimum wage and they'll take those jobs from working Americans. And so, yeah, it's going to be much harder for an American to get a job with that going on. For example, migration spikes the cost of housing. Yep. That is great for retailers, but is a huge burden for young couples seeking to buy a house for their families. 
And like, that's almost in my area. Although I'm at the moment I'm single, but I am trying to I'm look to get a house eventually. And it, the housing market just skyrocketed in the last, um, like, um, um, five years. It, it just completely skyrocketed. And, and, it, and it's dangerous when you look at it. Immigration has increased California's population by at least 33%. I, I think it's way more. I think it's more than 33%, at least in my opinion, way more than 33%. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sharp, sharp, sharply increasing competition for good and poor housing amid fast-growing wealth inequality, drug addiction, homelessness in California. the The median price for a house is seven hundred twenty-five k. Twenty-five k. Wow. For a house like that, a house for that same amount of price in Texas. Like is is like a giant, like almost giant. Is is not a mansion. It's almost a mansion, and it has like a pool. Has like five or six bedrooms. Has like two or three bathrooms, and like has a huge yard. Like and literally, you can do a whole lot in there. But in California, uh, it, it's a small, normal house, like you would think, just like a regular um rambler. That's seven hundred twenty-five k right there, and it's probably gotten higher since this was written. According to NeighborhoodsScouts.com, that price is three million and a half times as in 2020. The site says. So yeah, like since you live in California, um, SCDHL3, um, what's the how's the housing market affected you guys down there? I I'm curious. Like even though this is just an article, I, I'm curious for someone who actually does live in California, what is their opinion on it? Because it's very interesting right here. Very interesting. I I'm curious about it. This impact of migration on housing prices is rarely is rarely mentioned in the corporate media, but pro-migration groups tout migration as a boom for real estate invest- investors. For example, a 2017 report by the by the CATO Institute says the cost of illegal immigration could be reduced by cutting spending on border enforcement. That is a whole that no, that is a nonsense right there. If the typical illegal immigration increases the value of all housing unit prices by 11.5%, then illegal immigrants increase nationwide housing values by, by about $1 trillion. And it would just sky, go even, it'll, it could actually get up to like two, $3 trillion actually. If it, if it goes at this same pace that it's on at this, at this current juncture, it could get up to $3 trillion easily. And it, like, because, because there's millions and millions of people coming across the country every month. So, it's it's scary. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Nationwide. Wait, wait. Nationwide in 2022, a full time worker needs to earn an hour hourly wage of twenty five twenty five dollars and eighty two cents on average to afford a modest two bedroom rental home, according to National Low Income Housing Coalition. Americans need to earn twenty one dollars and twenty five. 25 cents an hour to afford a modest one bedroom rental home. The group added. Wow. I, I, I'm curious what the official thing is in California or New York because it, because it is nonsense right there. Just from California, New York, it's nonsense with the, with the amount of prices that everything is. <laughs> yeah. Similarly, migration flat flat flatlines American wages by minimizing pressure on companies to offer competitive wages or to invest in the productivity boosting machinery that is needed to earn decent wages in a global economy. For example, 
the Bureau of Labor Statistics reported that wages and salaries rose above 5.1% in the last 12 months up to June 2022. But here's the thing, though. The value of that um, went down because of inflation. Just getting that out there. But medium wages declined because inflation rose above 8.1% in the last 12 months up to August. So, yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. But, uh, d- okay. Down to 15% on my phone. Catch <laughs> Catch you later next time. Sit. Yep. Housing is crazy depending where you're at. Yep. 300 square feet. Apartment is about 100, uh, 1700 a month. 3 million a month plus security deposit. Wow, man. Like, um, yeah, I hope it's going, I hope you, I hope it works out for you, man. Um, yeah, but thanks for stopping by. Hope things work out for you down there. If not, you should probably consider getting to, to going to Texas or, or Florida. Cause like, uh, I, I think Texas and Florida are really the only, only places to go out for freedom and for like cheaper places to live. At least that's in my opinion. Yeah. Thanks for stopping by, man. S C D H L three. Okay. <laughs> Federal migration policy also pulls wealth from heartland states toward coastal states, like here in Iowa, which, where I live, pulls money from them. This happens because the coastal investors in New York and California who might be tempted to hire employees in distant and inconvenient heart, heartland states known that the federal government's ex- extraction migration excuse me, Strategy delivers a preferable support um, supply of gr- of gr- grateful, reliable, and cheap workers to downtown bu- bus stations each day. Like I said, man, this skin's scary right here. It's getting scary. Mass migration has also given employers an easy ex- excuse to not hire marginalized Americans, including those who are on drugs. Like as mu- even someone who's on drugs, in my opinion, should be hi- who is it in a illegal citizen should be hired first before an illegal immigrant, in my opinion, at least to me. The mass inf- mass inflow has also given wealthy progressives a dependent population to display their charity toward, while they carefully sideline many millions of poor Americans who might vote against progressive power. This elite's growing disregard for ordinary Americans comes amid the rising deaths of despair and the deaths of more than 100,000 Americans in 2021 from drug overdoses. Like, it's getting really bad. Like, here, here's here's the thing. We have there's hundreds of thousands of people dying from drug overdoses, car accidents, and, like, a whole bunch of other things. And But they're worried about bringing more illegals in to fill the void. Because more people are moving out of blue states into red states. Because what they're trying to do is they're trying to get more electoral votes for California and New York. So they have more power in that. Yeah. At least in my opinion, that's what it is. <clears throat> uh, where is it? <laughs> this dis- dismissal of America's is often framed as the claim that American economy is dependent on immigrants. To a degree, it has been, but not entirely, despite the many millions of Americans who have been sidelined by government policy. But many progressives also praise immigration because it helps. I'm not going to say that. I can't say that for YouTube. I won't say that. But yeah, yeah, that is something, though. The phenomenon of the of population replacement right large is America and has been from the beginning, sometimes by force, mostly by choice, according to Brett Steffens, a New York Times columnist. What the far right calls replacement is better described as renewal, he wrote in May. <sighs> yeah. 
Democrats and their progressive supporters are also trying to shift the blame away from Biden's government. Government, one second. Biden's 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 government towards the business that managed the economic side of the strategy. Donor-backed Republican leaders try to hide the the pocketbook pain of migration by redirecting public opposition towards the crime caused by le- illegal immigration. But the blame shifty shift. Um, but the blame shifting is difficult because of the public's natural um, solitary with their fellow Americans. Like man, like like I said, it, it's incredibly scary stuff right here. Like, it, it's hard to imagine what this will go happen in the future. What's this right here? Oh no, I, I can't play that video because it's, it's it involves drugs. So I'm not allowed to play that one. Otherwise, this video could get taken down just for playing drugs. So yeah. But like, yeah, it's it's getting scary right here. It's getting incredibly scary. I, I just hope things work out for the best. I, I just do that. I just hope that. So, yeah. All right, man. Let's move on to the next topic here today. This is going to be an inch. This is about um, Italy. They have a new prime minister in Italy. Well, it's going to be pretty soon. Pretty soon. But here's the thing. The White House is completely worried about it. Why? Because it's someone who is who is a conservative, a conservative, but the left does not like this person. Um, Giorgia Milani, Milani, Melanie. I believe that's how you say her name. I could be wrong, but I, I believe that's how her name is said. I, I, I'm, I'm could be wrong. But the White House is weakened is is worried that she may weaken um the European European coalition. Like I said, I'm not a huge fan of the European coalition because I think all the European places should be out on their own. At least that's just my opinion. Each country should be working in its own, on its own independently. It should not be like as one union pretty much. But here's the thing, though. It's like I, I actually think um, she should stray away from it. If when she gets officially in office, she should stray away from the European coalition and just start doing her own thing. At least that's how I view it. That's just me, though. Okay, okay, guys. I think I got it back on now. I think I think I got it back on. I'm sorry, guys. That like that the audio will always cut out. There's nothing I can do to stop that. That's just gonna keep happening. There's nothing I can do to prevent it. So, guys, please forgive me. I can't. There's nothing I can do. It's just, that's just gonna keep happening. Yeah. Hope. Hope. But, but like I said, I'm still trying to figure this new technology out. Hopefully, it's gonna work pretty soon. I'm trying to fi- fix it. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But like I said, I but like but like I said, you already know my opinion on the Russia Ukraine thing. Like um, I can't say it because I'm on YouTube, but I'm but I think you guys can probably tell what my opinion on it is, at least to me. 
Melanie represents a populist nationalist shift in power after Italian Prime Minister Marino Murillo Murillo Dacci. Is that how you say his name? Okay. Saw, sought to align Italy with the European Union and teamed up with the G7 nations to push back against Russia, Russian vice Russian President Vladimir Putin. Like I said, every country, no country should get involved with the Ukraine-Russia thing. That's its own little thing that should be resolved on its own. No one should get involved in it. Like I don't want the U.S. to, and I don't think any other European countries should even consider getting involved in it. Involved in it. It's its own little thing. Yep. Politico's Jonathan Lemier reports that Biden aides are worried that Melanie could turn Italy inward as Europe faces a difficult winter with high energy prices as the result of West trying to punish Putin for invading Ukraine. Like I said, they have a whole they have an energy crisis going over there in Europe and like um in Switzerland. Like if you turn your this winter, if you turn your heat above 66 degrees, you could be arrested. That just tells you a whole lot right there. But like I said, what what I think they should do, just stay out of it. And because guess what? If you stay out of it, b- better things will happen. You will you probably wouldn't have nearly this much energy crisis right here. So this is on you. Uh, this to me is on Europe, like with all that going on. Not really Russia. They're the it's Europe's the problem behind it. So yeah. Melanie has has voiced her support for Ukraine and criticized Russia's invasion, but analysts um, um, fret that the more populist nationalist coalition in Italy will pivot away from their support of sanctions on Russia. I don't think there should be necessarily sanctions on Russia, at least not that many, really, because it's just going to drive prices up and it's going to make be bad for the consumers and for the countries. Because it's just going to be an energy crisis. There's an energy crisis going on in Europe at the moment. And so that's on them why it's going on. It's not necessarily Russia itself. So, yeah. Georgia Melanie, a rising star in conservative Europe, appeared at CPAC in 2022 and condemned Russia for invading Ukraine, as they should, because that's what it is, in my opinion. Like, there should be no war, because guess what? They're actually innocent citizens that are dying. But, um, but you know what my full opinion on the war is, but I can't say it here on YouTube. We are on the side of international law. We are on the side of freedom. And indeed, we are on the side of a proud nation that is teaching the world what it means to fight for freedom, she said. And thank God she said that because she represents what true freedom is. So, yeah. Conservatives conservatives and nationalists and capitalists, what they represent are, are freedom, not what the socialists, the communists, or, or, what, or what, what they provide. That, In my opinion... True freedom is from populist, conservative, and conservatives. Conservatives. That is just my view on it. You can view it differently, but that's just my opinion on it. Hmm. Wait, wait, wait. Another audio problem. Okay, no, no audio problem. Melanie also took a shot at at former Vice President Biden during her speech, noting that the disastrous disastrous exit from Afghanistan only encouraged Russia to invade Ukraine. Like I said, if it wasn't for the fact that the embarrassment of the Afghanistan withdrawal that that former Vice President Biden did, um, Russia may not have invaded Ukraine because they still would have respected America enough to not do not to do that because they would have uh, still feared the country. They don't fear the country with um with with Biden in there right now. They did with Trump, but not with Biden. Without the outrageous withdrawal of troops from Kabul yesterday, we would have never seen the tragic siege of Kiev today. And certainly no one would be prepping to see Taiwan occupied tomorrow, she said. Like China, they're probably going to invade Taiwan at any moment now. 
literally, like it, it could happen literally at any moment, and it wouldn't be surprising. But I like, but Biden did. Biden said that they would defend Taiwan if China ever invaded. I don't buy that for a second. At least in my opinion, I don't buy it because I do not believe that they would like um, aid Taiwan because like um, they align a lot of their policies align more with China. Biden's policies align more with China. So, yeah. Foreign policy analysts for the Atlantic Council expressed concern that Melanie's brand of politics signals a policy shift to a more conservative national policies like Poland and Hungary, which is more hostile to the European Union's goals. But like populists and conservatives like Melanie, like Georgia Melanie, um, like I said, I'm sorry if I'm botching her name. I, I, I don't know. I'm not Italian. Well, technically, I do have some Italian blood, but I do not even have um, any Italian slang. Or know how they're 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 spoken. So yeah, please forgive me for that. But like I said, populist like um Georgia Melanie, she's like DeSantis, Carrie Lake, Greg Abbott. Those are just a few of them. Those are popular are populist MAGA people. And like I don't think Melanie because she's in she's in Italy, not in the U.S. She's not MAGA of obviously, but a lot of her ide- ideologies right here align with MAGA. MAGA is the future of America of the populist right, in my opinion. And like MAGA is the only one who can save this country, in my opinion, and the entire world and prevent a World War III or a civil war from happening in this country, at least to me. Because guess what? Populist right, what we're trying to do is avoid conflict at all costs. But like um, certain people are not allowing that to happen. So things are not going as smoothly as people would like to hope they are. So, yeah. In the meantime, Biden is working to co- to coalesce as much support as he can in Europe. The pre- the former vice president announced Monday that he would host French President Emmanuel Macron for a White House state dinner in December. So, no one really cares that much about France. Uh, like France gets brought up very very little, at least. <sighs> yeah. Macron, who faced his own populist nationalist challenge from Marine Le Pen, is one of the few remaining center-leftist leaders who are working with Biden to strengthen the European Union and defend Ukraine. Like I said, I am not a fan of of of, um, of some of these people on the left. Um, some of them I am a fan of, but not this, not these kinds of people. And I'm glad that Georgia Melanie, she is in there right now. It's like she is now the the the. the she is now the prime minister of Italy. What I hope she does, she takes Italy away from the European coalition and starts her really her own thing, kind of like Poland and Hungary, like um, like they just said. Hope that hope hope Italy becomes a lot more like Poland. At least I at least that's my view on it because Poland is one is one of the best conservative state conservative countries in the world, and that's and that's actually saying a whole lot right there. <sighs> yeah. All right. I got one more. But like, yeah, I'm glad that she's in office. Well, going to be in office, I should say. My mistake, YouTube, she's not in office right now. She will be going into office. So, yeah, I'm saying it there for YouTube. But, yeah, I I, I can't wait to see what the future holds for her in Italy. I think things things are looking bright for Italy. Yep. All right. Got one more article left for today. Then I'm going to wrap this episode up right here. Yep. <clears throat> come on, come on. Mm-mm. 
Yep, come on. Where is it? <clears throat> this year, like um, what I just mentioned about like um Biden saying, if you ain't black, you if you ain't if you ain't if you ain't says that if you if you don't if you have a problem figuring out if you're from near Trump, you ain't black. Well, this is kind of something like that. Left wing racism. Left wing has has a lot of racism tied to it as well. Oh, I'm tired, man. Really tired. <laughs> Left wing racism. MP suspended after calling Chancellor Quattering only super financially black. That is very offensive, in my opinion. So, yeah. Britain's finance minister is only super financially black because he went to a good private school and you wouldn't know his ethnic identity from hearing him on the radio are among the most racist claims that have seen a prominent left-wing MP suspended from her party today. Here's the thing, though. He went to a black school and got and got the good grades and stuff like that. That Guess what? That's what um, people, smart people do. They go to a good school, get great education, and they move up in life. That's just how it is. It's not because, like... um. He, he, he is privileged or anything. No, he's just doing something great with his life. Labor MP Rupa Hobble was hop. I don't know. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to say that name because I would be botching it. Was suspended by her party after demands for such gained traction on Tuesday after leaked audio emerged of her attacking the UK's chancellor for the Yakrika Kwaska quartering over his race. Hugh is reported as making the comments at a Labor Party conference event about race, which was held on Monday, which have since been lambashed as exemplifying racist tropes. It's not racist. Well, it it is racist, but like um, the way that's being interpreted, probably not like they're trying. He's because like it's going it's attacking someone just because she is just because this guy went to a great school. That's all it is, really. And the recording released by Westminster Gossel blog, Guido, I'm not going to say these names. Hugh got, who, yeah, I'm sorry, guys, I'm botching that name pretty badly. I don't know how to say it really good because I'm not from, I'm not, I'm not European. Heard arguing with Quarta, yeah, I can't say that name really well. <sighs> Does sound like a black man when interviewed. He's super financially a black man, the Labor Party politician said. But he went to Eton College. He went to a very expensive prep school all the way through, the top one of the top schools in the country. He was just a smart guy that went there. Guess what? It's not like the best go to the best schools. That's just how it is. You may not like it, but that's just how it is. The best people in the best situations go to the best schools. That's just the way I view it. If you hear him on the Today radio program, you wouldn't know he's black, she went on to say. Okay, this, okay, so you're saying, guess what, you can pretty much tell if someone, most of the time you can tell if someone's black or not when you hear their voice, most of the time. Now it goes to like what Johnny Cochran said in the OJ trial where he said like, um, like, um, where, where like, um, one of the witnesses said like, um, he thought he heard the voice of a black man and like, um, but, but Johnny Cochran said it was offensive because you can't tell. To a, some, sometimes you can't tell. Most of the time, you can. At least, at least that's the way I found out. Yeah. The site then reports that the events chair Sadar Kwatkala then interviewed, emphasizing that Quanta Berg being a conservative does not make him not black. Before arguing, the Labor Party needed to be careful 
with such statements. Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. I'm just I, I'm uh, I'm I'm still tired tonight. Um, I'm gonna wrap this video up here in a little bit because I need to get some sleep. But yeah, <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> sorry, guys. Evidently, the hardline um, corporate MP was insignificantly careful in this occasion. However, as according to the Guardian, Hubert has now been suspended by her party, and rightfully so, because there's like you can believe that, but you probably shouldn't be saying that kind of stuff right there. So yeah, yeah. or like down here, like um, I think I read, I think you probably get that general idea right here because I'm getting tired. I need to start heading out. But like down here, we'll lead, we'll I'll skip down to this part right here where it shows Tim Scott. Where it shows like a, a television sports reporter in Connecticut is now a former television sports reporter after his employees employers him for a tweet in which he referred to GOP Senator Tim Scott as an Uncle Tom. Like um or like when people or like when Samuel L. Jackson called Clarence Thomas Uncle Clarence. Clearly what that's what he was referring to. So yeah. Like just because people are conservative, they're called just because they're a black conservative. They're particularly if they're guys, they call them Uncle Tom's or what their own first name is, Uncle whatever. So, yeah, yeah. But it, but like I said, this person has caused a whole lot of outrage in Britain, and it's getting pretty pretty. Um, oh, I can't show that right there. Well, you guys get the general idea. It is causing a lot of outrage in Europe and a lot of other places. So she's been suspended by her party for the time being. I don't know if she'll be back or not, but she could be in the next who knows when. But I think she will be back, but it just won't be at this time. Who knows when it'll be, though. But, yeah. All right, man. Like, um, I think I'm going to wrap this episode up right here. Um, like like I said, I haven't had a few episodes on um, on YouTube in a bit. I can't say why. You can go to my Rumble account and look at the videos, and, and you'll see why I, I, I explain that. I'm not allowed to explain it here on YouTube for reasons. I just can't. But yeah, I, I did this episode for because it was episode 70. So yeah, like, I, but not every episode will be up on YouTube anymore. Not everyone will be. This one will be, but um, not everyone will. Like, um, pro I, probably the next few episodes, <sighs> a, lot of the, a lot of the more episodes I'm going to be doing are going to be up on Rumble. And like all the other podcast platforms, they won't be up on YouTube. Some will, but not nearly that many will be. Only a few will be. So yeah. Like this is episode seventy. This this was a huge celebr. This was a celebration thing. Never knew I was going to get this far in this show, but I'm glad I have. I'm having a great time right here, and I'm gonna. I look to having more great times in the future with this show as well. Mm -hmm. All right, guys, make sure to like this video, subscribe to this channel, and turn on notifications and share this video so we can beat the YouTube algorithm. Because my channel is shadow banned, and we need to undo it and need to because I'm because so my channel can grow. Also, follow me on all the other social media platforms too, and follow me and follow me and like this video here on Rumble as well, and follow me on all the other podcast platforms as well, and all the like all the other social media platforms too. All right, I'm I'm your host Ray. This is the Ray Infinity Show podcast. This has been episode number seventy. Catch you guys later. Peace. <laughs>